Shine Pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Way. And I'm still your semi-reluctant co-host. Jimmy's Jimmy. here. I'm bringing him back for another episode of Chief Complaints, your Friday morning advice <laughs> segment. We have a good one today for you guys, but how is your week, you guys? Jimmy, how's your week going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I, I don't really have any... Any complaints? Major complaints. Just little nitpicky things here or there. How has uh, your holiday gift shopping been? That's my complaint, because uh, I feel like I don't know what to get your dad. Yeah, I haven't really started <laughs> Well, can all. you ask your dad what he wants? Because that's the one that we haven't he's asked the, he's yet. He's the tricky one. He, he's one he doesn't he know wants. what he wants. Well, that's could part you, of it. You need to you help a, him. Could you get him a new right knee? I feel like... I feel like the problem is dads are sometimes so hard to shop for. They can either be the easiest or the hardest to shop for. Um, either it'll be the one year where they'll have a really specific request. Like, they're like, oh, I've been wanting this forever. Otherwise, there's literally, like, n- they have no clue what they want. I feel like when I was a little kid, I knew what that my dad was a woodshop teacher, and I would just buy him tools. I was like, dude, not you got him a real- piece of wood? <laughs> not realizing, like, he literally had all the fucking tools I was giving him. Like, I'm like, here's a tape measure, dad. Oh, my God. And he's so like, thanks, cute. son. Wait, this, about... this 10-foot tape measure you got at the school fair is going to be just as good as the 30-foot one Wait, I Wait, that's actually really cute because think of how much patience he had to have to be, like, opening it and be like, wow, thanks, son. <laughs> like, that would be like if our kids one day gave me, like, a high-speed handpiece. I'd be like, wow, thanks. I already have, like, 10 at work that I don't have to pay for to use. But thank you for... For wasting your money on this. Oh, yeah. Well, thank kids. you for wasting your mother's money on this or your father's mm-hmm. money. Someday they'll be spending your money. Yes. So you think about that. Um, so anyways, we are back today to help answer Wait, H- we didn't. What? We have complaints, though. What's your complaint? Our reading light. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. You guys, okay, we're running on, like, literally so little sleep between yesterday and then the night before. Reason being, so Jimmy and I, we wanted to do this whole, like, lights out thing. I thought it would be, okay, let me be honest. It was my idea. I wanted to do lights out because I thought that it would help us, like, have better sleep and, like, have a better circadian rhythm if we, like, turned off the TV and the phone usage at night. Um, So lights out for us, meaning no phone, no TV, starts at, like, 10 p.m. So we got these, like, little lights that you attach to your book so you can read at night without needing to turn on the overhead light. Um, What they didn't tell you is these lights burn brighter than the light of a thousand suns. It's literally, like, so bright. The other three night, settings, each worse than the last. Each worse than the last. The other night at 3 a.m., I wake up to this blinding light in my face, and Jimmy was like, oh, you're up. Sorry. Is this light? Is this too bright for you? <laughs> and Ellie and I were both like, um, it's literally a th- the light of a thousand suns. I'm, like, not even exaggerating. I could get a sunburn from, like, how bright this light is. It's horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bright. Uh, yeah, so that that's our problem of the week. Um... I just can't win. You either have to, like, watch a screen. Well, you've also kind of eliminated... You've broken the lights out rule more times than I have. No, not all uh-huh. the time. The amount of times you've been on your laptop into the Well, I have to get certain work night. done. And I like to get it done in I bed. I have to get certain attacks. I have things come. to do. I'm a busy woman. She's busy. She has to edit this podcast. This doesn't just come out of her butt. She yeah, where do you think to... this comes from? Imagine if this was just one large recorded fart. Oh my god. Sometimes your material is so good, but I need to get <laughs> I need to get to the end of the episode. I always tell Jimmy he's so much funnier by the end of the episode, and I gotta weed through all these jokes. I don't know if editing Connie's gonna keep the fart joke in there. I think it was a good fart joke. Editing Connie here. I'll allow it, but I promise you the episode gets better from here. Anyway, so for today's chief complaint of the week, we have 
This is kind of funny. Pincher wrote in, my younger coworkers say the dumbest things. I have to remind myself sometimes that the brain doesn't develop until 25. So our fellow Pincher is feeling some annoyance with her coworkers. Um, for example, she said, we're exposed to a lot of chemicals and a lot of the chemicals that we work with are human carcinogens. Um, I'm always worried about my exposure to these things and express my concern to my colleagues, but the younger ones say, well, we're inhaling them all the time. Everyone gets cancer anyways. I'm sure I'll get it anyways. And the other students validate this. So basically just like a frustrating environment also. And they said, it's hard to explain, but I noticed they always try to fight their point until everyone believes what they're saying is true, even if it's not. I feel that hard. I feel like, I mean, that's the unfortunate truth of the workplace is there's going to be like people that you just like... That just annoy you, you don't get along with because, oh, Ellie, close the door. <laughs> She's like, I thought it would sound better if the door was closed. But anyways, like I was saying, I think that's the hardest part of working actually is like you no longer get to like choose your friends in school and like be around the people that you really like. It's kind of like, well, this this place gives me a paycheck, but at what cost Yeah, um, is what it sounds like for her. So, Well, it sounds being, like a whole lot of cancer for her. Well, yes, also uh, that. Uh, what advice do you have for her? Well, you know, this sounds like a really tough environment to have really immature coworkers, to be honest. <laughs> With carcinogens. So um, I definitely feel for you there, BB. Uh, <laughs> BB. But I think yeah, the it's really tough to yeah, it's tough to give advice obviously specific to the situation, but I've had annoying coworkers before. Mm, do tell I've been the been annoying the... coworker before. I know. And sometimes you just gotta ignore us. As I'm reading this, I'm like, oh shit, am I the annoying younger coworker oh, you, for something? Yeah, everyone's well. But I think the important thing is to not let your feelings about these immature coworkers affect the way that you're interacting with other people in your day to day job. Mm. Now, for us, uh, that includes other healthcare workers, patients. We really don't want to affect a patient or a client's experience because of some internal little issues yeah. you're having with a coworker. Like you can never let them see you sweat. I feel like, well, also, I mean, your patient's probably stressed enough being at the appointment, especially mm. to see me. Like people hate being at the dentist, right? The last thing they need is to catch wind that the dentist is annoyed about something, you know? Yeah, because I already kind of think my doctor, the dentist, is mad at me when I walk in the door. <laughs> Why? Because they are. No, people I've been a bad say boy. that. No, you have not been a I bad know. boy. I feel like I have to like reverse that stigma and be like, I'm not here to judge you. But you know what's one thing? Like I said, you know, when you're in the workplace, the real world, you can't really like control like your friends the way you could at school and just stick with certain people. Mm. But one thing you can have more control is really like lean into the relationships that you have with people that you do enjoy at work. If you have even one like confidant kind of friend, like pour into that relationship, grow that relationship. Um, you don't have to be friends with everyone. Like when you're at work, it's not about being yeah. friends. You, you want to have good relationships. But I think that by having a place of solace and camaraderie and finding like like strengthening certain relationships and that can kind of offset how distressing it can be with other relationships so basically i'm saying like try not to focus so much on the people that do annoy you but focus on fostering relationships with the people that you can tolerate and do enjoy exactly look for the person that's making a funny face the when, work bestie when people are being annoying 
Because they're the person you probably want to hang out with because they're feeling the they same understand. thing. Yeah. And you'll be able to commiserate about it and maybe do some, you know, make, you know, strengthen numbers. Maybe you'll be able to do something about it. In this circumstance, though, if you're working with chemicals, no, I was also just saying, talk to your supervisor. I was also I actually saying, was saying before the episode, don't be a rat. Don't like talk to your boss about this. No, but I but was saying, you should. I was saying to Jimmy, I'm like, no, this is like, if this is a concern to you and it's important for the health and the safety of others, maybe like let your boss know that that's the vibe because I feel like you can never do wrong by doing the right thing. My boss told me that once, and that stuck with me. You'll never do wrong by doing the right thing, and the right mm. thing is to you know follow the protocols yeah. and avoid carcinogen expo- exposures yeah. and something jimmy and i were talking about before this was just putting into context that you know some people are younger they have different experience levels different life experience levels yeah. um that is not something that you can change but what you can work on is just like having your own patience for the situation um maybe thinking about you know when i was like younger in their shoes i was probably really immature i probably am the young immature <laughs> co-worker for some people um so i think having patience for them and then patience for yourself to be like okay i need to take care of myself limit my time with them and really focus on like being good to myself so that way their little actions like don't affect me mm-hmm. and you gotta try to act by example uh, mm-hmm. lead by example in your workplace and maybe your better conducted behavior is going to rub off on these Young whippersnappers eventually. That's true. They might have a Once standard. Once one of them loses a finger oh my gosh. <laughs> to hydrochloric acid. Um, um, oh, Jimmy had a good point too. If you have someone that just kind of bothers you and like you don't really need to interact with them a ton, but they just are lingerers. They just don't kind of have it figured out that maybe they're you just don't like want a conversation. around. They're around. Yeah. They're just like, it's just eh, distracting okay. you. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, you're an open body to distract. Um, you just have to have an out. Like, just. Always act like you're about to go to a meeting, or you have to make a phone call, or you have to go to the bathroom. You know what's that so way funny? your interactions can be short, and then you can tolerate more, less lengthy interactions with these people. Because often it's that these are the types of people that drain you. Uh, yeah, like don't let yourself get drained. A social vampire. Oh yeah, I have heard of that before. Yeah. Social vampires. Well, you know what's funny is the self-help guru in me is like, what Jimmy's saying is set better boundaries. But the realist in me is like, just say that you have to take this call. <laughs> like go to, go to the bathroom. Just be like, hey, like I gotta go. <laughs> like it's it's been nice talking to you. Or just be like, hey, I'm like so busy right now. Like I gotta do this thing. Give me two seconds and like do the thing. And then, like, if you can make the time, then you can be like, yeah, okay, now you can go. But, like, you just kind of have to, like, lead with, like, I'm busy. Um, I can't do that. I'm, like, trying to do my job yeah. right now. You I know? constantly glance back at my computer. So you've overstayed your welcome. <laughs> I'm clearly looking. <laughs> you've overstayed your welcome at my little desk. <laughs> I'm clearly looking at my next email that I need to address. If you could get out of the room so I could do that, that would be great. Well, one thing, too, is, like, I feel like, Part of the issue sometimes is like it sounds like you're with a crowd of younger people that are validating amongst themselves. So that can kind of make you feel a little like subconsciously left out too and things like that. I don't I don't know if that's what's happening, but I know that it can be really frustrating if you do feel left out at work. That's probably feeling left out is probably one of like the worst 
human social feelings possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that your bosses like don't want you to feel that way if they really care about you. Um, and I'm sure that like you don't perform your best if you do feel left out. So one thing worth noting is like if you feel like it's a safe place, it's okay if it's not. But if you do feel like it's a safe place to tell your boss or someone like, hey, I'm kind of feeling left out amongst or like I feel like I am not fitting in as well or not getting along as well with some of my peers because of X, Y, and Z, um, just know that, like, your bosses, like, should be advocating for you and thinking about what works best for you. So, like, there's always – I hear all the time about, like, teams that change. Like, you rearrange who works with who, what doctors work with what assistants, what – you know, who does what, basically. Um, because at the end of the day, like, your team has to be, like, a well-oiled machine. And if there's, like, a better placement for you or for other people working on different tasks, then I'm sure that your bosses want to hear about that. So – Again, it's up to you to feel out if you feel comfortable telling your boss, like, hey, I feel like, you know, like they're kind of ganging up on me or anything like that. Like, I don't know if if that's how you feel, but I think that that is a good thing to consider is like how subconsciously sometimes you can feel left out and it can affect you. Have you ever felt left out? Yeah, I think all the time. Like, there's always going to be kind of groups that like feel a little more like together than, and that you're on the outskirts of it and you're like, oh, like. You kind of have to, like, How do I try. Kind of trade in? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the weird thing about humans is we have cliques, we have social groups. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say, too, was I kind of alluded to this before, but just take care of yourself extra because you, my friend, you you deserve it. And... I know, like, part of the frustrating thing about this is that you can't fully control, like, how much exposure you have to these people because they're your coworkers. Or these chemicals. Or and these we're chemicals. sorry about that. Jimmy's like, I'm still not over that. But what you can control is um, just taking good care of yourself, making sure that you're sleeping enough, pack yourself a good lunch. If you have to, like, if you want to have your peace and quiet and eat separately from the group, if they're if you're having a bad day and they're bothering you, that's okay. Like, just kind of figure out what you need to make yourself feel the best because only you can do that. Um, and at the end of the day, like, set your... <laughs> I'm going back to my self-help thing, but just setting your own boundaries and taking care of yourself. Like, it can go a lot if you're... It can go a really far away if you're having a bad day. And the other day, I had a bad day, and I ate the first 30 minutes of lunch, like, with my coworkers because, like, I was just... That's just where I eat lunch, and sometimes it does make me feel better. But then after just sitting in the room, I was like, I kind of want to just, like, lay in my car and recline and close my eyes and take a little nappy nap. And I did that, and it made me feel so much better. Oh, that's the day I called you. Oh. And I was sleepy. Um, but, like, just giving myself that little car nap for 30 minutes, that helped, too. So that's that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying, like, do what you have to do to take care of yourself. Yeah, annoy your fiancé. Annoy your fiancé. His lunch break. <laughs> His lunch nappy. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to have a lunch nappy that day. Work from home life. We had a, la- we had a lunch nappy today. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so that was answering your chief complaints. But do not fret because you know why? We have one segment left it's the final recap of The Golden Bachelor. And it turns out we missed a whole episode in there, guys. Um, Jimmy and I literally discovered we're like one episode left. And then we're like, why does it say two episodes? Turns out we missed a week, but we're not going to go into it too much. Uh, Let's just debrief on how we feel well, what, about the, the winner. What's the host's name again? I, Gary. No, the oh, host. Oh, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse kind of misled us at yeah. the Women Tell All event. Because he was like, in three weeks, we'll have the finale. But, like, we realized that, like, in two weeks, there's another episode. Yeah, I was kind of confused because, like, news articles were coming out about that, like, second to last Mm -hmm. episode. And I was like, where are they getting this information from? I'm like, wow, a lot of stuff leaked. It did feel like we were missing, like, the sexy time suites part of the season. I I just thought it was, like, leaked information. I was like, wow, they really let a lot of stuff leak this time. And then now I'm like, oh, it's because a whole last episode was leaked. (laughs) Was released. Yeah. 
Um, so, okay, basically, long story short, as you guys may or may not know, it's the final two between Leslie, who we all love, and Teresa, who divided the nation because we all seem to hate. Um, it's a tale as old as time. They're two opposites, kind of. Teresa's, like, really settled, financially stable. Same situation, lost a long-term high school sweetheart, but other than that, only had, was, like, had one relationship versus Leslie's kind of, like, she's hot. She had a Prince song. Prince, like, wrote a song about her. She's a yeah. dancer. She's full of life. She's a couple years younger. Um, I don't know about how, like, financially stable she is, but I do know that, like, she, like, has been in a lot of different relationships. And, like, so basically, Gary ultimately chooses Teresa, and the nation is just aghast. Um, I've had some time to think about this, Jimmy, and I mm -hmm. think that it really worked out for the best. What about you? I think long-term, yes, this is the best. How long is long-term? <laughs> Well, I think they got 20 years each. Okay. It kind of seems like as we started reading some additional articles about Gary and yeah. whatnot, we learned maybe he's not as nice as obviously oh my God. his TV. How could I so, not discuss so that? So yeah, I guess he was really mean to uh, an ex-girlfriend. So apparently he has dated since Tony died. That's the first thing people didn't like was they were yeah. like, he lied. Because on but the show, TV he production. said, well, here's we'll the thing. Look past that. On the show, he said he hadn't dated since his wife died a couple of years ago. But turns out he does have an ex-girlfriend of like three years that allegedly he started dating one month after his wife died. So that's a little sus to people. And that's like left a bad taste in people's mouths about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. I kind of understand his reasoning for not talking about it just because like if it wasn't an important relationship to him then maybe he just like didn't think to bring it up versus this Carolyn girlfriend is at home being like, "Hey, wait a minute." Yeah, I, I don't know. But he maybe kinda, she wants her 2 some, seconds of fame. He made some fat jokes about her and stuff. Didn't want to take her to yeah. his high school reunion. So it didn't paint him in a good light, but again, this is a one-sided character assassination by yes. Carolyn. And I don't know what to believe though is the problem because like Gary, like, we didn't really get to know him that well, I feel like. I kind of feel like he was just... There was something very he's surface very level. Surface level. Uh, but you but know is who else him? is Teresa? Yeah, so... Was... <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know who else is? Teresa. <laughs> you know who else is Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> I just, do you know who else is? Comma. Teresa. Teresa. Um, yeah, and, well, here's another thing to consider is... People are upset because, first, the Carolyn thing, the lying about the relationship, but also people are upset because... Gary kind of, like, quickly changed his tune after he found out Teresa, like, had money. So, Teresa, I guess, like, taught herself about trading. I'd, I think they're talking about trading stocks. Yeah, she's that? like a self-made yeah. stock trader. I know. I tried to look up her self-worth. I think she's at least worth, like, one million. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, she's just, she's got her shit together. You know what? I don't blame, I don't blame Jerry, Gary. For <laughs> it's the end, and I still don't know how to say his I name. I hope her self worth is a million after being Aww, chosen on the Bachelor. Oh, that's cute. Well, that's kind of sad. It's her. It's uh, her. Her. It's her net worth. Her net worth. <laughs> Did I say self worth? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Um. Okay, but here is the thing. I don't blame Gary because you know why? He found out she's self made, financially stable, fine with or without him, good head on her shoulders, only ever married to one guy, doesn't have commitment issues. Versus Leslie, who like you know. She's still crying to his daughters about how she's not sure and she's scared of commitment. Like, I'm yeah, like... Yeah, and apparently ugh. told him the same thing. And, like, he had to kind of talk her through, like, talk her off the ledge. Yes, yes, yes. To even, like, agree to the whole, like, marriage, death, this part thing. So... Thank you for bringing that up because this is She would have flopped right back. 
Well, here's the thing. Here's something that I wanted to mention is that he had to be very different roles for the two girls. For Leslie, he was always the shoulder to cry on. He was the comforter. For mm-hmm. Teresa, she was his rock. Like, she was the person that he would... He was like, the second I saw her, I knew everything would be okay. I felt like I could melt mm-hmm. in her arms. I felt safe. Like, that's the difference. And I think sometimes, like, certain people, like Gary, Gary's the kind of guy that he was looking for his rock. And he found it in Teresa. And sure, it was fun. Like, he had a good connection with Leslie. But when it comes down to it, maybe he just realized he's like, I don't want, I'm exhausted trying to be her rock all the time. Yeah, Which she's not my rock. He doesn't need a big old bag of trauma. He no. is 72 years old. He wants to go take European river cruises. And you know who could afford that? <laughs> Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know but... who is going to just re-experience a traumatic event somewhere on the Rhine? Yeah. Leslie. <laughs> on the Rhine. <laughs> yes, I know. And like, obviously like trauma isn't anything to joke about. No, but But the thing is... She has some serious stuff she has yeah. to deal with before right. she can be in a healthy relationship. It's not the trauma, it is the undealt with trauma. Yeah, and it's just like timing. We act like timing doesn't matter when they're at their stage of life. No, timing matters. And it just wasn't the right time maybe for Leslie to... Maybe Leslie needs some self-work and stuff to be able to like fully pursue a relationship without that kind of fear. Well, and you saw the way that in that breakup, kind of, she just turned on a dime... Wait, I actually kind of loved her in the breakup, though, when she was like, I can feel however the fuck I want to feel. Yeah. We were well, like, woo! That's the, yeah, Gary didn't know how to handle, <laughs> Gary did not know her, how to handle like, her peak emotions. Yeah. And you need to be able to handle that. Like, Connie gets very, very <laughs> uh, uh, upset sometimes. Yeah. She blubbers. I do she blubber. She ugly cries. I do ugly cry. And I know how to take that and calm her down. My dad's listening to this right now. He's like, good man. Jimmy's a good man. Yeah, this just... <laughs> It, you just kind of, and not everyone's going to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Th- that explosion we saw from Leslie. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, here's the thing, though, because I've never been strung along like that on national television. You know what broke my heart? Because I actually really do like Leslie, but here, here's my recap on Leslie. It broke my heart when she was like, and you did this all on national television for everyone to see. But you know what? An article I read, we both read the same Slate article. I agree in that it was never going to be Leslie. You want to know why? Because Leslie is main character energy, baby. Leslie is it. She's the full package. She's hot. She's funny. Great personality. Lovable. She's not meant to be Gary side piece she's meant to be her own golden bachelorette and i think that's what it is is Teresa was the fit the one to ride out the rest of this, her life and his life with gary it's gonna be simple with those it's gonna be simple and that's what they both want but you know what leslie's gonna find some like really hot guy now on the golden bachelorette hopefully yeah. because she's main character energy she's gonna be like everyone's gonna love her and she lucked out because she was almost like too not too good but like in a way too good for gary like she is going to crush it, and she's going to find the person like she's meant to be with, but that was never going to be Gary. Yeah. I like to think of it in the context of Teresa is It's a Small World. Leslie like the song? Leslie is it's... Rock and Roller Coaster. What's it? Is in that a song? In terms of rides. Oh, it, at like, Disney? Yeah, like It's a Small a World is a classic. It's pleasant. Oh. Like, it's just like, it's all pristine and perfect, and oh, uh-huh. it's perfect. Uh, and then she, Rock and Roller Coaster, you're doing loop-de-loops and, and shit. So that's, I've never been on that That's one. the difference between those two. I'm glad that that's what you thought of. Well, you know what, Jimmy? Did you read this article that came out about Leslie opens up 
on a podcast about what Gary said to her that misled her. Remember when she was like, you lied. Everything you right. said that night was a lie. I would love to hear that too. I could, I feel like a lot of it is just like general sweet nothings that you Did tell you someone. Did you read it though? No, no. Okay, no. so the article said on the podcast, Leslie said, he didn't say like, I'm choosing you, but he told her to save this specific date. We're going to make plans to go to this specific place. Like, he basically told her to go ahead to, like, get the dress, do the thing. Oh. And he, like, he wasn't like, we're getting married on this date. But he was like, save this date and get this dress and do this thing. And it was the date for... I don't know. Teresa. I, I don't know exactly. But he, like, specifically alluded to plans after the show. Oh, oh, and he said this. He's like, it's only two more days. We just got to get through. Something like that. Like, we just got to get through the next two days and, and then I'll didn't. see you. And, well, they did get through the two days. They just didn't leave together. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, why would you not think that? You know? And here's the thing. She said he never once in their time together, like the night before, he never said to her, like, I have a hard decision to make. Like, I have a decision to make. Yeah. Just the fact that he never said, I have a decision to make, which, like, it's, like, I understand his reasoning for not saying it. Maybe it just never came up. He never thought about it. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't really fault him for not saying that. But, I mean, what you can fault him for is saying, I love you to all these people and for telling Leslie, save this date. Like, I'm going to see you here. Let's get through the next two days. That really makes you. That's not okay. Yeah. And he said, I love you to so many people. So Leslie, they interviewed her. They're like, would you be the Golden Bachelorette? And she said, yes. But if I'm on the show, I will not say I love you until it's the person that I'm going to, like, end up with. Good. But you know what's funny? I just realized I don't watch enough Bachelor to know this. When it's the Bachelorette, how do they, does she stand? Like, she doesn't get on one knee. So how does that work? Like, he comes and he proposes and then she says no to one of them. Good question. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, really watch yeah. the normal show. Yeah, we'll have to watch. Well, but then after they showed like the new the young bachelor, yeah, Joey the tennis player. No, but I was watching that. I was like, I don't give a shit. He's only thirty something. Like he's younger than me. I'm like, I don't care about young people finding love anymore. They have the rest of their lives. Like I will never be able to look at dating shows the same until there's like, oh my god, your hair is like yeah. you really need a haircut. <laughs> Having hot sixty year olds is too much of a. Well, here's the thing though, like sixty isn't like people are living older and older now so 60 isn't really old anymore 60 is still kind of like you're like an adult obviously you're you're a grown-up but because people are living older i and i feel like the show has also showed this like there's really young hot people like in your 60s and 70s and like life isn't over once you like have grandkids and stuff like you are still a person with interests and desires i think that's my biggest takeaway from the show is that like old older people deserve even more to feel special because as you get older the less special the world makes you feel you know like when you're young everyone pines over you you have a wedding you have children you have jobs you have like like, so much going on and then as you get older it's kind of like it's easy to feel forgotten about yeah it sounds nice i can't wait to be forgotten about (laughs) jimmy's like i can't wait to be there with you for i'm about in the corner we're just gonna be there we're gonna wear robes we're gonna yell at kids for we're already there we're already there jimmy no, not our no but our last apartment, we used to yell at the kids for being Anyways, loud. we have Mediterranean food to go pick up. Okay, so anyways, I hope you guys, what a good conclusion, though, to our Bachelor recap. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a whirlwind. Um, To be honest, that was a lot to keep up with a show every week, but I'm glad that we experienced that together. <laughs> um, And you know what? If if they do a, the Golden Bachelorette, which they probably will, I will think about us recapping it again on the show. How about that? Yeah, I think we're going to have to. But all's well ends well, and I'm happy Gary has Teresa, and I'm happy Leslie gets to start anew because I really want her to be the Golden Bachelorette. 
and I think yeah. it'll be good. And uh, cheers. Everyone have a drink thinking about your most annoying coworker. <laughs> yeah, also that. So anyways, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.